Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,122. As if you can find a better way to do something, uh, that means you're an innovator. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ryan Truax. Hey, Ryan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I think in Ryan's case, I should say, are you fueled up and ready for a fun ride? And this is why. Ryan Truax is the president and founder of Advanced Fuel Dynamics, a company that manufactures performance flex fuel systems that bring E85 to the bolt-on world. E85 ethanol is used in engines modified to accept higher concentrations of ethanol. His system unlocked performance that is unattainable when running on gasoline and allow performance enthusiasts to safely and reliably make bigger power with E85 fuel. Ryan has been a gearhead all his life, and he was an early pioneer in using E85 as racing fuel. He's a foremost expert on E85 and flex fuel technology. This is very interesting. I think we're going to be taught a few things today. So, Ryan, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about yourself, your career, and your passion for automobiles before I jump into the questions? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that introduction. Yeah, so I've been a gearhead my whole life. Starting out with go-karts and dirt bikes as a kid and, you know, auto shop in high school and really all types of automotives from off-road to road racing. Really done a lot of things, uh, different things in the industry before uh, starting Advanced Fuel Dynamics and where we are today. Now, it's interesting to me also, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, what led you down this path? to take, uh, in essence, I guess, uh, a lower octane fuel and modify it in a way that it could be used in race cars or modify the engine so the fuel could ex- the engine could accept that fuel. I mean, this is kind of intriguing to me because usually people who race or high-performance cars, they, well, they want the higher octane. Why would I go back to a lower? So I think kind of what you're referring to is when someone says E85 or you look on a pump, you know, it'll say E85 on a, on a pump handler where you select the fuel. Um, and right. so that 85 number actually isn't the octane. That is symbolizing the blend of alcohol in that gasoline product. So gotcha. technically, right. okay. yeah, so technically it means uh, 85% ethanol, but it's not actually 85% ethanol. It's just kind of a name. I wanted you to clarify that a little bit because I think that's a common misnomer among many people. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that way, but I always think, well, the higher that number, the better the fuel, the higher performance and so forth. So that's where some of this is a little confusion in my mind a little bit about how how this all works and why you went down this path. There's a lot to the story of why I went down this path specifically. But back a while back, let's say, in my career, people started kind of hearing about, oh, E85, and we're going to try this as as a racing fuel. And, And ethanol, uh, is actually a lot higher octane than gasoline. And not all gasoline, obviously there's, you know, by 118, 120 octane specialty race fuels. But out of the pump, you could say an average octane rating would be around 105 octane uh, at an E85. So that's just part of the puzzle as to why uh, you would use it as a racing fuel. And that's really why 
I initially started using it um, as a racing fuel um, it was, you know, for that perception of it being a higher octane and therefore you can get more power out of higher octane fuel. There you go. Cool. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about this as we move through this. A lot of learning lessons today, but first, I would like to know from you a success quote or a mantra, something in your life that has some great meaning for you on how you move down your path here to success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Ryan, take the wheel. Yeah, so, you know, mine's uh, pretty simple um, if I think about it. Really, it's just something my dad told me uh, uh, always growing up. Uh, he was a, a business owner, and I'd work for him. Uh, when I wasn't in school. So he'd always tell me there's no shortcuts in life because I always wanted to get this job done really quick. Whatever he had for me usually wasn't very fun. So uh, I was really (laughs) trying to get it done. And I found out later on in life that that's really true. But also the truth of that is, is if you can find a better way to do something, uh, that means you're an innovator. And that's Mm. really what makes the world kind of go around and move forward. So it's not that you're not getting things done correctly, but if you can find a better way to do things, that'll really help you to excel. Oh, I, I think you took the lesson to heart with what you're doing right now. I think that's fantastic. And you're right. Most of the time, uh, shortcuts just end up messing things up. They don't really do the best job. But working smarter and being an innovator does do that. And that's exactly what you've done. Well, let's talk about your story about cars. Go back in time a little bit and maybe share a story that instigated that passion you have for cars and messing with fuels and being a gearhead. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? Yeah. um, So going back, I mean, I always played with cars as a kid. You know, obviously, I, I mean, I had buckets of, you know, Matchbox and Hot Wheels cars. Just growing up, when I was really, really young, I had a grandfather who actually had a Lamborghini. And uh, nice. I mean, there's some like super old pictures, but I honestly don't really remember that. <laughs> I just like <laughs> seeing the pictures. So, but I just loved cars growing up. And I think when I was about 11, um, my dad, uh, he bought me a go-kart. This was like an off-road uh, type of go-kart. He was in the construction industry. So I came out to one of his jobs and there was this go-kart sitting there. And so I had this, you know, whole undeveloped neighborhood to go ride this go-kart in. <laughs> awesome. And uh, kind of from that point on, I just, I loved, loved to drive, just being able to do that and the freedom. And then I just love, you know, all the mechanical aspects of it. Obviously, they're pretty simple, but you have to work on them. You have to maintain them. And I got to yeah. learn that pretty young and I was just zoned. I mean, that was it. I was just laser or focused, loved everything mechanical from that point on. So, you know, I, so many times I've had people on the show here that uh, go-karts or mini bikes of some kind were kind of the starting point, the pivot point for them to launch off onto their automotive career and their passion for cars. So I love that. Yeah. I had a go-kart when I was a kid too there. They were cool. You had a much better place to play. I just was running up down the alley behind my house and would sneak out the front of the house sometimes and go up and down the street till my mom caught wind of that, and that was stopped pretty quick. But yeah, yeah, fun stuff. Well, let's talk about some of the challenges and failures you may have faced along the way, you know, in developing uh, fuels and developing systems and things you've done in your life. Uh, when we meet up with a challenge or a failure, they teach us really valuable lessons. So walk us through one of yours so that perhaps a listener out there who's going through something similar can learn something from your experience. I got to figure out how to say this so it's short. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is one of those, huh? 
I, I used to build, you know, cars for people that wanted to do track days and time attack and, uh, you know, some road racing stuff. And I did resto mods during that time. Anyway, I wound up getting injured mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't at work or anything, but I, I basically, I couldn't walk for about a year. Um, oh my gosh. And, that's um, big time serious. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's so <laughs> that's why I said trying to make it short enough, but yeah. through that, through that injury, there was a lot of struggles uh, there, obviously, and it's still something that kind of plagues me today a little bit, but um, I really had to learn different ways of doing things. Obviously, being an automotive guy and, you know, building cars, and I mean, you're you're running around, you know, you're, you know, I'm a guy that just loves to do everything, you know, fabricator. I just love doing all that stuff. And so, building a car and having those kind of limitations was just kind of a game changer. And luckily, I had people around me that I could rely on. You know, and you really got to look for people that are really good, you know, at what they do that can kind of come alongside you, you know, the mechanical aspects when you're doing that. Previous to that is when I was messing with the E85, you know, as a race fuel. And that kind of really allowed me to kind of shift my focus from, you know, building, you know, whole cars and doing custom whatever setups on different things to really pursue building what we do today. And, you know, I'd always tell people in my shop, we would, you know, tune a car to run on a certain fuel. And yeah, one of these days I'm going to make the system so we don't have to mess with this stuff so much anymore. And it, it yeah, really gave yeah. me the opportunity to, to pursue that. Well, definitely. I mean, a huge, massive challenge. Uh, i tell you, there's a key thing you mentioned during sharing that difficult time that you had, and that was people around you, uh, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people who can support you and help you and encourage you uh, and get you moving along there. Because something like that, an injury like that can be, I mean, I can't even imagine it being depressing. And you could go into a shell and just not come out and just kind of want to hide away and go, I can't do this anymore. But obviously, you had some really strong motivational people around you, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one of them uh, still works for me. <laughs> so nice. You got you to gotta keep those people close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So is that your big lesson from that time in your life? Uh, is that a key lesson or is there something else that you might share that that inspires you to just keep going and figure out ways to keep doing what you're passionate about? Yeah, and I mean, that's it. You know, that was such a big change or a struggle or whatever you want to call it that, I mean, you just got to keep moving forward and looking, I'm not going to say looking for the next thing, but if there's something you're doing, you don't want to give up. There's there's no reason to ever give up. If you're passionate about it, you're going to make it happen. You know, If you need help, you just got to find the right people that can share that passion with you and move things forward. Yeah. You know, your story reminds me, I've had three guests on the show here who all were injured and became blind. And all were in the automotive industry. One was a crew chief, a racing team. The other two wanted to set land speed records on motorcycles. And all of them found ways to do it. And they went on to do it, being blind. I mean, it's just absolutely astounding to me. Um, so your story is very similar in a way that to say, well, look, you're not going to be able to walk anymore, Ryan. Uh, good luck. Keep doing what you're doing. Or maybe you need a desk job somewhere. But Uh, It sounds like you did not take any kind of advice, nor did you maybe even receive it. So kudos to you for powering through. Sorry. And honestly, I don't want to be compared to someone that's gone through something like that. I mean, I got to give them some serious credit. That's that's pretty incredible. (laughs) It isn't. It still is mind boggling to me, but just it shows the human spirit of where there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to find a way to do this. I'm going to figure out Mm -hmm. a way to do this. I'll get some help along the way, but I'm going to make it happen. So. 
Wow, what a story. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share somewhat of a career aha moment. And maybe it was when you had this realization of working with this E85. Uh, tell us about one of yours and, and how that proceeded and how you gained momentum with that. Yeah. Um, so thinking about that, I think my big, my big kind of entrepreneurial aha moment was a little different than the, than the E85. So maybe I can, I can share too. Yeah. Please um, do. I, I think what really steered me just to be an entrepreneur in general was, um, I was, I was racing in a little time attack series. And, uh, so I built this little turbo, uh, Miata. I was building or I, had designed and built a custom intake manifold for it. It was pretty cool. I had some help with uh, some machining processes, and had we designed velocity stacks um, and everything for it. And and so I had fabbed this thing all up, and we were out at the track testing, and it was great. Everyone would walk by and look at the car and go, "Oh my goodness, what is that? I want sure. one of those." Right then, I kind of realized. Well, I can sell you one. Yeah, <laughs> and, I can make uh, and sell these things. Yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of the beginning of my my first uh, you know performance shop endeavor, right there, and that was kind of the aha moment. And then with the eighty five, being you know coming from the tuning side of things, first starting out, there wasn't a lot of info out there about it. I mean, there's info out there for guys that run uh, methanol and carbureted setups, and and so kind of taking some advice from the wrong things, trying to figure out the eighty five. The the aha moment there was taking a car that would make 475 horsepower to the tires on pump gas and making 609 horsepower to the tires on E85 was the, wow, I can buy this at the pump. <laughs> and it makes a lot more power than gasoline. Um, that was the real, this this is something we need to do. Uh, aha moment there. That's a big one. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Yeah, I think for me, like the vehicle, I would say is my first like really special car. I think a lot of my cars aren't really or hadn't been that notable. You know, being a car guy, you're always working on one. So you're driving like a crappy car to get around while you're <laughs> building something else. But <laughs> um, I had a 1970 uh, Chevy uh, C20 long bed. I actually went to WyoTech years back. And while I was okay, there, I yeah. built a, uh, a stroker motor that did pretty well there. So I put that thing in there and got it all ready to ready to roll. Once I got it together and running, I drove down, got a muffler's uh, put on it, and drove back. So it was sixty miles round trip. So I drove it open headers, louder than anything. <laughs> and yep. so my buddy came over and said, "Hey, I want to go for a ride in that thing." Across the road from my parents' place, there was a very large open parking lot, a place where they do concerts and stuff. So mm -hmm. we went over there and proceeded to just burn the tires off this thing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so in, in doing that, we were kind of uh, just railing a second gear burnout and we hit a little bump and the transmission uh -oh. just shattered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just blew the ouch. transmission straight out the bottom of it. Ouch. <laughs> so, ouch. <laughs> that was well, that'll fun. teach you to misbehave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fun. Well. How about sellers from Morris? Is there a car you've had that you wish you could have back? Yeah, I think it was a slightly less notable car because I think some people really hate them. But for me, uh, when I was in high school, I actually had a uh, an '84 Z28 Camaro, so okay. it was that third gen, you know, IROC look, yeah. but before the IROC. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think that that's kind of a 
<laughs> honestly a buyer's and a seller's remorse on this car. When I bought it, it was, I don't remember how I got introduced to this guy was selling a Camaro. And I said, you know, that sounds really interesting. My parents never said, or they told me I could never have anything with a V8. So I'm just going to go buy this thing and not tell them. So <laughs> anyways, I meet this guy and this car is in rather rough shape and the back window's broken out of it. And we agree to $500. So he tells me mm-hmm. he's going to go get the title. So I said, great, here's, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And when you get the title, I'll, I'll give you the rest. So it turned out that this guy was some kind of drug dealer and oh, no. um, he had traded the title for some drugs or something, apparently. And this is all unbeknownst to me. So that of was a, <laughs> a major hassle to get all figured out. And I wound up getting pulled over at least once a week when I owned that car, because all the police around there knew that that car belonged to this guy. <laughs> it's the drug dealing car. Yeah. Not the best car to buy. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. You're also that hoodlum that goes in the parking lots and blows up transmissions too. So oh, we know oh, what yeah. you're up to. I was definitely that hoodlum, but it was a special car to me just because uh, that was where I really cut my teeth on doing some more serious mechanical things. I swapped a manual transmission in it and, you know, I put headers on it, cam and basically anything you could somewhat bolt onto it. I never pulled the motor out of it, but yeah. And yeah. so that was, Oh, this is just a special car. I painted it fire engine red in my parents' uh, driveway. <laughs> so it was cool. it was probably a pile of garbage, but it was my pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, lesson there is do not give anybody any money till you see title in hand because it may not exist. Oh, I've heard some horror stories when it comes to those those kinds of things. Funky titles and titles that don't exist and titles in other names and all that kind of crazy stuff. Well, let's talk about what is you excited and fired up today about advanced fuel dynamics. What are some of the things you're working on there? And what can people expect to find out when they come to your website to learn more about what you offer? Yeah. I mean, we make performance flex fuel systems and uh, we're working on uh, full uh, performance packages for a lot of the vehicles we make systems for. Uh, And so when I say performance uh, flex fuel systems, the big thing we do, what makes us uh, really unique and that people need to understand is E85 like I was saying earlier, is is ethanol and gasoline. And that isn't really regulated very well. So when you're at a pump, you can actually get anywhere from 51 to 83% ethanol. Uh, and actually, we've actually tested out in Arizona that to be actually lower uh, than that. So when you're tuning a car and you're programming the ECU, uh, it can really, I mean, it's programmed for, for one type of fuel. And when you're running right. ethanol blends, you're getting a different type of fuel literally every time you fill up. So you can navigate around that by buying a a drum uh, race fuel. That's a specific blend. So mm-hmm. our systems they actually read out what type of fuel it is you're running on, and it can calibrate the engine to run properly based on whatever type of fuel you want. So you can run gas E85 or E98 out of a drum if you want any blend in between without ever having to think about it. Um, mm. So the only th- the only difference there is you. You make more power with the ethanol. So we tell people with a with a naturally aspirated car, you know, at least eighty percent ethanol is kind of be going to be your peak, you know, performance number as far as the blend goes. So you can go to the track, you can run, you know, E eighty five or get some good, you know, like Eclipse race fuel. They make really good E ninety ninety percent ethanol race fuel blends. You can run that, make as much power as you're going to make, you know, at the track, and then you can just put pump gas in your car and drive home and not even worry about it. Save yourself a ton of money. 
Yeah. So yeah. That's really what we do as far as all of our, our systems go. I mean, I'm really excited about right now we're trying to build the fastest stock turbo uh, BMW M5. It's one of our shop cars. So they have really complex uh, engine management systems. Um, so we're sure. working on on basically uh, like a performance package uh, tune and uh, flex fuel setup uh, for that right now. So, I mean, right now, just in our programming and stuff, it's already making 700 to the tire uh, without a high ethanol blend. So we expect it to be making, you know, in the 800s on stock turbos um, oh, to the tire. So. As if an M5 is not already fast enough. Yeah. So we're, I mean, it's one thing we're working on. We're working on uh, UTVs right now. So we have a, a Can-Am X3 that we've uh, developed a real hot tune for. We're still uh, completing it, but it's going to be fully flexible. It's going to have boost control on the dash, all kinds of fun stuff. That's actually going to be in our SEMA booth this year. I mean, we're always doing something fun. I mean, we're going to the track and two days here and we're going to go mess around with some stuff. So it's always exciting every day here. (laughs) Very, very cool. Very innovative. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Ryan. If you were manifested into a vehicle, Ryan became a car. What would he be and why? I'd probably be a C5 Z06. Okay. Why is that? Put back together. Oh, this been (laughs) wrecked and put back. Oh, okay. There's... Now we're going back to some little history here. <laughs> why? I think I know why part of the answer to that question is, but why, why is that you? I, I grew up, uh, both my dad and my father-in-law had Z06s, uh, C5s. Okay. This is a car I was okay. around. To me, uh, just thinking about it is, uh, I'm not an older guy, but I'm not really young anymore either. <laughs> so to me, it's, it's modern enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, it, it's not... Um, you know, it's got some miles on it now, and it's not quite perfect anymore. And, you know, it could probably lose some weight or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's an honest answer, and that's what I like about that question. I love it when I get honest answers. Well, Ryan, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. 
Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Ryan, we're back. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? The best automotive advice I ever received, it's all just nuts and bolts. And they were basically, (laughs) you know, meaning I was looking at, it was probably at the time when we were, I don't know, back in high school, I worked on a pit crew on a it was, a, it was a BMW E36 at the time. We were doing the 25 hours of Thunder Hill. I think it was the first time they ran that race. I'm like, you know, this high school kid. I think I had my Camaro at the time. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, it's all just yeah. nuts and bolts. <laughs> just get yeah, it done. <laughs> yeah. That's what it gets down to. Very nice. Well, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes along the way? Just never give up. Just always push through. I mean, you can ask for help if you need it. Find a good mentor or that might not just be one person. That might be, you know, you know, the person that's the expert at this or that. You know, if you're doubting yourself, just just ask. It, the automotive industry can't really survive if people don't share anything at all. Uh, nothing would yeah. ever really get done. Very nice. Now about a resource. There are lots of great resources out there for us these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Well, I mean, we deal a lot with ethanol, obviously, because <laughs> that's what most of our uh, our products deal with. And there's just a lot of misconceptions about that. So I'd say people can check out like uh, fixourfuel.com, I think it is. There's just a lot of bad information out there. So it never hurts for people to check that out. We got a lot of good information on our website, advancedfueldynamics.com. Yeah, I mean, if people want to learn more about, you know, ethanol and E85, I'd say check out those, you know, those couple places. Perfect. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? You know, I could think of a couple people, but I think it'd be like Finnegan from Roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'd be interesting. That's for sure. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? That's a hard one for me, just because I'm more of a uh, grassroots motorsports magazine reader than a book reader. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grassroots motorsports magazine. So they have just have some good tips. <laughs> yeah, they've got some great uh, home-built tips and things. I love what they're doing there, Tim. Yeah, grassroots motorsport magazine. Tim Sutter's been a guest on the show here. I've known him for a long, long time. It's a great publication, great for learning how to do things. They're always showing how to do things at home in the garage. So uh, great for do-it-yourselfers, do-it-yourselfers for sure. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources in Ryan's or on Ryan's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just type Ryan Truax, T-R-U-A-X, into the search bar and his page will pop up. All right, Ryan, we're up to the checkered flag in this last question. It can be a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Doesn't matter how much it costs. I'm footing the bill, but there are some rules to this game. You have to keep the car. You have to drive the car and enjoy it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. 
but it's the only one you can have in your garage. You can keep your daily driver. I don't worry about that. So what can I buy you today? Well, I think it would have to be, it's going back to kind of a childhood thing, I guess. It'd have to be an F40 Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> there you so, go. Talk, talk about think, fast. Yeah. And I hear they're really, like, really rough around the edges. But when I was a kid, that was like... That was the car. And uh, my grandmother, before she passed away, actually painted me a picture of one. She was an artist. Oh, and, oh nice. Uh, so I, I have that hung in my son's room uh, for yeah. him to enjoy. <laughs> Very cool. F40, yeah. Basically a race car with a shell around it that you could drive on the street. Well, I think Very it was am- one of the first uh, carbon fiber tub cars as well. That was really early on in carbon fiber, but I think that was one of the first ones. Yeah, it's an incredible ride. Absolutely fantastic. I can see trouble brewing in your future with that <laughs> car. I don't know if I can allow you to have a car like that after some of the stories you shared with us today. <laughs> oh, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Maybe if the rules are you could just take it to the track, that might be a little better better thing for you to do. Well, Ryan, you've taken me on a fun ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better, learning more about what you're doing with fuels. Very cool. Want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listener. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Ferrari F40? Yeah, I mean, just work really hard. You know, for people that are in, in the automotive space, you can always do something a little different. There's lots to do uh, in the automotive space. You don't just have to work at a at a dealership or as a technician, there's a ton of stuff you can do and just have fun with it, you know, just do something you really like to do and work hard. That's that's what you got to do. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Advanced Fuel Dynamics? Yeah. So, I mean, we have our website, advancedfueldynamics.com. And, you know, we have, um, I think we're most active on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. I think we have Twitter accounts. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I'll make sure I put links to that on Ryan's show notes page, just go to carsyad.com, type in Ryan Truax, and that page will pop up, or just go directly to advancedfueldynamics.com, and you'll find everything we've talked about today. Very, very cool. Ryan, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you ripping down the road. Yeah, thanks, Mark. This was really fun. Look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.